0: This episode is brought to you by Spotify. On Spotify, you can tune into all of your favorite podcasts, playlists, and party tunes literally for free. Like, I don't even have a premium account right now. (laughs) You can tune into my podcast and so many of my guests podcasts on Spotify and you'll never miss an episode because you can just click follow and they will let you know when there's a new episode. And if you have premium, you can download the episodes and listen literally whenever, wherever, like on the airplane when you're super bored and flying to Paris. So if you don't already have it, download the Spotify app. You can search for the Mindset Magic Manifestation podcast. and Be sure to follow me so you can get notified every week for the new episodes. If your hashtag life goals involve luxury travel and being the boss of your own life, then get ready to embrace your mindset, magic, and manifestation powers. Let's do this. Hi guys, and welcome back to the mindset, magic, and manifestation podcast. It's me, Michaela J, your girl, teaching you how to manifest your next level of life. So hello, Welcome back. Hi, I missed you guys so much. So let's do a little a little life update on me before we get into like this super juicy good episode. You guys are going to be obsessed with this episode, but I spent about two weeks frolicking around Europe. I was in Paris and then in London and then back to Paris and then I missed my flight home. So then I stayed in Paris longer um, and then finally got home. But the podcast had to be put on a halt because while I was traveling, I didn't have my mic with me. And when I don't have my mic, I record on headphones and the headphones broke when I sat down to record. And then I came home and got extremely sick and couldn't even talk really to record an intro. So here we are. I'm still a little bit sick, but I am healing and we are back at it. And you guys are going to love this interview. So I interviewed my friend Ella today about all things Kundalini and NLP when it comes to manifestation. And I know we've had people on talking about NLP. So we really focused on the Kundalini aspect of it today, a little NLP, but a lot of Kundalini we talked about your aura and why that's important to really tap into. And I have a video linked for you guys for a Kundalini practice you can start doing. It's nine minutes a day, um, one of Ella's videos, and you have three different poses that you do for three minutes. You guys are going to love this episode. It's just so good so much. But before we dive in, I um, a couple of things I need to tell you, obviously. So this episode is sponsored by the Level Up Lux Lounge. So this is my monthly membership where I am teaching you the level up laws of the universe. So if you have been studying this manifestation thing and you listen to the podcasts and you read the books and you do the journaling, but it just doesn't feel like it's clicking, you can use these immutable laws of the universe to kind of hack the system, so to speak. And I like to call them the level up laws because when you tap into them, you really truly level the fuck out of your life, which is amazing. So when you join, it's only $37 a month. Yeah, only 37 bucks. And you're getting a monthly masterclass over mindset and manifestation, um, tied into these level up laws. So I'm teaching them to you. I'm giving you practical action steps to do. I'm giving you journal prompts and I'm talking, of course, about manifesting. So you're just kind of getting all of the knowledge packed into one and we're doing a monthly Q and A. And when you sign up, you actually get the content from last month, which was all all about money and the month before that, which was all about calling in your vision. So this month is the last month I'm going to be offering this for thirty-seven dollars because there's already so much value packed in. So get it, get in while it's still thirty-seven bucks. The link will be in the show notes. Excited to see you inside. And then we have a manifestation mode moment for the week, of course. So our manifestation mode moment is a little fashiony moment where you can kind of step into your next level self, feel bougie feel into that lifestyle that you want to be living. And this week is going to be like Europe edition. So when I was in Europe, obviously I'm scouting out like all of the trends because I just feel like their fashion is so much better than ours. And that's just a personal preference. So don't come at me. But um, one thing that I picked up that I'm obsessed with is they're really into like the shoulder bag. So, you know, there's two designer ones that I have seen a lot of, and one of them is from YSL or Saint Laurent. And and it's like the like the like it says like river, like R-I-V-E, like Rive or I don't know how I just think of it in French. It's Rive Gauche um, and it's just like this giant canvas tote. And then there's the Louis Vuitton never full bag, which I'm just not personally into. I know a lot of people love them. um, And no hate if you have one, but just not my style. So those are like the two designer ones. But a lot of people, like a lot of young people in Europe are just carrying around like these canvas tote bags as their purse. So I just feel so Euro when I'm wearing like a nice pair of like um, mom jeans, like boyfriend jeans with a plain like long sleeve, my plaid coat and a canvas tote with maybe some like black booties. It's so Europe, so simple and chic. And the totes are honestly like the most convenient thing. I bought one when I was there and it's actually for my mom because I always buy my mom a canvas tote when I'm in Europe because they just have so many cute ones because they basically only do, they only do reusable bags at the grocery store. So I always end up buying one for my mom, but I got one. She might have to fight me for it because I'm kind of obsessed with it. And it's just so convenient to like throw all your shit in there and it's big and it holds everything and it looks really cute. So I've been super into that. It just gives me all of the Euro vibes. It makes me feel like I'm on my way to Paris fashion week. And Honestly, in the U.S., you can get your hands on, like, a cute canvas tote so easily. Like, I'm sure there's a million on Amazon that you can find. Or you can just be super bougie and get, like, the Louis Vuitton Neverfull or the Rive Gauche YSL bag, because actually I do want that bag really badly. I think it'd be really cute as like a travel bag and it looks huge. So that's our manifestation mode moment for the week. And with that being said, I'm going to leave you guys with this amazing, amazing interview with me and Ella. So enjoy. But before we dive right in, I need to tell you about something super exciting happening this week, like literally on Thursday. So if you follow me on Instagram or in Facebook or like you're in my Facebook group, you've definitely, definitely seen this. But if you haven't and you're living under a rock, I'm hosting a free masterclass this week. It's going to be 90 minutes of action-packed, tip-packed, truth-spitting, manifestation tea spilling of a training. It's going to be so good. I don't even know how I went down that rabbit hole of like things. But anyways, you guys need to go sign up now and you have to sign up because it won't be on Instagram. It won't be on Facebook. It's going to be taught live on a call with you guys. I'm going to have slides. I'm going to be teaching. There's going to be tips. You're going to need your journal and I want you there. It's my free 90 minute training shit show to front row level up your life in 90 days. I combined a ton of your DMS, tons of your questions, you guys' requests, from Instagram, Facebook, all of the places. And I know you guys are struggling with limiting beliefs, with fears, procrastination, confusion around embodying certain energies, feeling like you need to shift your energy. And if that feels like where you're at right now and you're like, yes, exactly. That's why I listen to this podcast. Like I'm ready to shift my energy, make this shit happen get your booty signed up for this free training, because I'm going to be teaching you how to get real with yourself and your limiting beliefs so you can start to shift them and stop letting them hold you back. We're going to be creating a killer bounce back time for you and I call this the bounce back time because it's like the time you can bounce back from like a weird energy or a weird mood or like a bad day. I'm going to kick you in the ass and teach you how to kick yourself in the ass so you can start to create momentum towards your desires. I'm going to teach you how to tap into the universal laws to quantum leap forward and just so much more. I'm so excited to offer this training. I know You guys are such high level achievers. You are bougie bitches. You are ready to live the life that you desire. And I'm gonna teach you how to get there. So it's gonna be free, free, free thursday i'm teaching it live 6 30 p.m central if you cannot come live there will be a replay but trust me you're going to want to come live because there's going to be super juicy bonuses live i cannot wait and i'm going to leave that link in the show notes the very top you will see it you will get signed up you will be happy you did now let's get into the episode Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today we have Ella here from P.S. I'm Ella, which I'm super excited about. I actually found her on YouTube. She has these amazing kundalini manifestation-y YouTube videos. So I'm super excited to share her with you guys today. She's an NLP practitioner, certified yoga teacher. Like I said, does all the kundalini things. And she is actually a coach also for lightworkers, helping them manifest their most aligned life and business. She has tons of experience in online marketing and all that good stuff. And like I said, she makes these amazing YouTube videos, tying in all of the certifications to help you manifest with ease, flow and fun. So welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Michaela. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yes. I'm so excited to chat. Okay. So let's dive straight into our speed dating questions. What's your horoscope sign?
1: My horoscope sign is Scorpio.
0: Oh, okay. Like all my best friends are Scorpios. We love oh, a good really? Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, I'm a Capricorn. And I feel like Capricorns and Scorpios, they just mesh well together. So everyone I meet ends up being a Scorpio. <laughs> yeah,
1: the only thing I know about being a Scorpio is that we tend to be like passionate and a bit feisty, um, but yeah. I don't know too much about my qualities aside from really? that. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, those are the two important
0: ones. Um, They're very... It's also sneaky so we, we love it they're a bit mysterious <laughs> so fun okay and tell us about your morning practice
1: Ooh, okay I love this so every single morning I wake up and meditation is a non-negotiable so I normally meditate between 10 to 15 minutes so it's just silent meditation focusing on breath and then I move into my Kundalini practice which is normally a combination of a Kundalini Kriya, so actually doing an active practice with asana um, and breath work, and then doing a Kundalini meditation. And then depending on the day, sometimes I like to throw in an EFT tapping sequence or a hypnosis, and then I actually have this big poster that I stuck on my front door, that has my next level identity written out. So I would make my cup of coffee, stand in front of it, read it, really condition my subconscious to know who is that next level version of me, the beliefs that I have, the characteristics, and really embody her in the now. And then I go on to do my journaling and just basically law of attraction scripting out my ideal reality. So I do this every single day and I absolutely love it.
0: Mm, So good. That's very similar to mine. I love how people like us, we like do a little bit of all of the things. (laughs) Like, Okay. Meditation. Yes. Journaling. Yes. Tapping. Yes. Like all the things. (laughs) I love it. And what do you do when you're journaling? Just scripting mainly, or do you have any specific prompts
1: that you like to follow? Yeah. So for me, it's mostly general scripting. I like to kind of go with the flow depending on my mood for the day. So for the most part, I start all of my scripting off with. I am so happy and grateful that. And then I just write out everything. I like to combine things that are happening in the present moment right now, and also things that I want to happen in the near future. I find this to be so powerful because you're kind of like blending in the present with the future in your subconscious mind, which really can't tell the difference. And so it really gets your subconscious to start working for you to manifest the things that haven't shown up yet. Um, depending on the day, sometimes I also like to journal about my soulmate clients. I like to journal about my vision um so yeah it's really like a combination of different things and depending on what i feel like but for the most part gratitude is definitely a part of it every single day
0: mm, i love that and i like the how how you're doing like the mix of things that are, are like here now in the present and things that you're calling in that's so good and then one more question about your morning practice when you're reading that like next level identity are you just reading it or like saying it out loud
1: yeah so i like to say it out loud Um, I like to kind of put on like my stage voice, like really get into it, really (laughs) feel into it energetically, uh, because that's really where the power is. It's not just by skimming it and like, okay, like checking it off my list. I've done that this morning, but really about stepping into the energy of that person. Um, Sometimes I also like to do it in like a visualization technique where I kind of visualize like a copy of me, like the next level version. And then I visualize like merging with her energetically. And that is so powerful for your subconscious. Mm,
0: I love that so good and we'll keep diving into that in our interview questions but Yay. let's move on to the next uh what's your favorite travel spot
1: Bali like oh, no questions too. out Bali. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best it, it is. I love it I'm obsessed with everything tropical like if you see my apartment it's literally like a replica of yes. Bali that I could create here in Montreal
0: <laughs> oh my god amazing okay but whereabouts in Bali
1: Uh, For me, I love Ubud. I love the yoga, spiritual vibe of Ubud, although I do like um, the beaches, so I also like Canggu, but I would say Ubud's probably first.
0: Interesting. I am such a Changgu girl, like, through and through. And I actually did not have the best experience in Ubud. So I – that's no. interesting. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's a hit or miss for everybody because I've talked to people who are, like, obsessed with it and people that were, like, I'm never going back. <laughs> yeah, definitely.
1: My first experience actually wasn't so great because I got a really bad sunburn, like, the second day Oh, in. no. And then I learned on my next trip to SBF a lot and not fall asleep on the beach. Oh. <laughs>
0: Oh my god, I love it. I love Polly so much. Okay, what's the coolest thing that you've manifested?
1: Coolest thing that I have manifested. Oh my god, there's so many things. Um <laughs> I guess like the first thing that comes to mind is my apartment right now. So that's like one of the most recent things and it's actually crazy. So I'll tell you this quick little story Uh, because I was getting really frustrated when I was told that I had to move out of my last apartment because they're turning it back into an office building and I had to find a place before going to Bali and all that kind of stuff. And I was getting stressed out, couldn't find any nice places. So I was like, okay, let me just like go into meditation, visualize what I want, set the intention and then let it go. So I did that. And then five minutes later, I went back online. I was looking and I found this amazing listing. So I called up this place, and it's crazy because 1111 is like my sign, my number with the universe. Um, it's kind of like the code for like, okay, like this is it, this is the thing, things are going right. Um, and so I called up this place, and I set up a meeting, and they told me, um, yeah, like when you get downstairs, just buzz 1111, and we'll let you in. Oh, and you're like like
0: done deal.
1: (laughs) I was like done deal. Actually, I was like, this is it. This is like done deal. And so I came to this place that day, and the moment I walked into the apartment, it was like, yeah like this is it like this is exactly the feeling that i was visualizing and just feeling in my body and meditation of like when i walk into the right place this is exactly how it's going to feel um it's facing south like how i visualize it to be a lot of sunlight every single day um so yeah that's like the most vivid thing that comes to mind and it's actually really funny because a week after i moved in they literally made a physical sign in the lobby that says like, oh yeah, to get in buzz eleven eleven, And I was like, if that is not a sign, I don't know what is.
0: (laughs) Right, that's amazing. I love when things line up like that and you just get that, you know, that confirmation. You're like, okay, a hundred percent. Like, I don't even, I don't need to think another second about it.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's so amazing. And it's like, when you set the intention and you just trust, like the universe responds to you, which is the most magical part.
0: Mm-hmm, a hundred percent. Love that. Okay. What's your favorite luxury splurge?
1: Favorite luxury splurge. I'm actually not like a big luxury person. So I would say, honestly, for me, like where I spend Um, the most money is probably like self-development things. (laughs) So probably Mm, like signing up for like a coaching program or signing up for like an in-person experience, like certifications and things like that. That's like my biggest slurge. And honestly, like those are the events that make me feel like a million bucks after being done. So yeah, that's my (laughs) fave.
0: I love that. I feel like any splurge on yourself is just the best one. Yeah. Whether it's like a bag for yourself, a trip, or, you know, a new course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. What's your all-time favorite book?
1: All-time favorite book. Oh, this is going to be difficult. There are so many. <laughs> Let me think. All-time favorite book. I would say it's probably The Power of Now, um it's definitely a book that I have revisited quite a few times and I find that every single time I go back I get new insights it was really the book that opened me up to spirituality um completely to really understand like the ego and a lot of concepts that we hear about being thrown around in the spiritual world and Eckhart Tolle does such a great job of actually explaining it and making it very relatable so that's definitely one of my staple reads
0: Mm, yeah, it's such a classic for everybody. I started it and honestly got super bored but people keep bringing <laughs> people keep bringing it up so I'm like, shit, that means I need to like go back. I need to like finish the is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so maybe I will I'll start diving into that this week. <laughs> I love it. Okay. and last question, what's your go-to coffee or tea order at the moment?
1: Ooh, yeah, I love this. So actually, I'm drinking it right now. And I make this at home. So I love myself a good reishi hot chocolate. That's been Ooh. like my favorite. Um, yeah, so reishi is basically like a superfood mushroom that helps strengthen up your immune system, all that good stuff. And so I love adding it to hot chocolate. I'm like a big chocolate person. So if I go out and I can't get something fancy like this, then it's normally a mocha. <laughs>
0: Gotcha. So are you, do you do like the Four Sigmatic one or do you like totally make it on your own?
1: Yeah. So I actually make it on my own. So I've tried Four Sigmatic, but I just kind of realized that it's a bit overpriced. And so mm. what I do is I just go to, I just go to the herbal shop and I buy the powder on my own and I just mix it at home and I can make like, I don't know, 20, 30, even like 40 cups for the price of like something like maybe fifteen for sigmatic. So it just worked out to be a lot better. And I also like to add a bit more. So I like to like be able to control the proportions of things.
0: Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll have to try it. I recently, when I was um, in Paris, went to this one vegan restaurant because I'm vegan and they had a, oh, I think it was like a chaga um, chocolate
1: drink. And chaga is also a mushroom, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. So sometimes I make elixirs with chaga as well. The only thing with that is like it's a bit stronger in taste. Mm. So I don't know how you like it. Like I'm okay with it, but I can't do too much. It's a bit intense for me. So sometimes I'll put like a little bit, but I wouldn't put it in my hot chocolate regularly because I'm not a huge fan of the taste
0: yeah i could barely taste it honestly i think they put a ton of chocolate in because it's just uh. tasted like chocolate <laughs> milk but it was really bomb so i'm here for it <laughs> Not the kind of thing you expect to find in Paris, but you know, whatever, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) I love it. Okay. I want to dive into you. I want to know what got you into this spirituality woo-woo world. You said that the power of now kind of dove you in, but what made you lean into spirituality? What was like your first resources, your first peak of interest, I guess?
1: Yeah. Okay. I love this question. So basically the way that I got into spirituality was actually through multiple emotional rock bottoms. Um, so when I was about 18, 19, I had everything on the outside. I had, you know, perfect grades was like a 3.9 GPA student. Um, I was getting like a great corporate job lined up. I was like traveling to Bali even for like Christmas vacation. So everything looked amazing on the outside, but the problem was I was feeling miserable inside I had no sense of self-worth. I didn't know who I was beyond my grades because the way that I was brought up was that, you know, your worth and your identity is tied to how well you do in school. And I found myself constantly in competition with other people. Like even in a yoga class, I would be trying to be better than the person next to me, which is completely not the point of yoga. So when I was about 18, 19, I was just like feeling very unhappy and miserable um, every single day, which kind of manifested in a lot of health complications. Um, I had extreme stress, broke out in hives. Um, And so that was kind of like my first sign of like, okay, something needs to change. So the summer of 2015, I believe, I started getting into Buddhism. So that was kind of like my first taste of spirituality, of understanding concepts like letting go and surrendering. Um, So things were kind of going well. And then I got into like another relationship where that person cheated on me within like a few days of us dating and for me at 20 years old that was like the most traumatic thing that could happen um and it really threw me off my path of meditation and it got me really frustrated at this higher power I was like this is all BS like you know nothing is out there supporting me I'm doing all the work I'm being kind I'm meditating why is this happening to me So from there, I kind of went down like a really bad downward spiral of just literally watching Netflix for like nine hours straight every single day after work. Um, I was working at L'Oreal back then. It was my first corporate job and things were very stressful. So I just basically got into this really bad downward spiral of anxiety, stress, um, lack of self-worth, wasn't taking care of myself, was constantly tired, getting sick, um, until I ended up in the hospital for the second time. Um, because of work stress, I actually had a full-blown panic attack and thought I was going to die. And so I got sent off to the hospital. And it was really in that moment where I was like, okay, something has got to change in my life. This is not working out. And I went back to meditation one day and literally heard a voice that came through that was like, In due time, all will be well, but you need to take care of yourself. And then I found this, like, urge to go on Amazon, and I binge-bought a bunch of Gabby Bernstein's books. So she was actually the first author to kind of bring me into the spiritual world. Um, And, yeah, like, from then, I just basically read book after book from Gabby and then started tapping into, like, all the other spiritual books. Um, Felt myself suddenly become really drawn to crystals and everything woo. And yeah, that was basically the beginning of it all.
0: <laughs> and you went through the spiral of spirituality. Yeah, and that was just
1: like too deep. It's like, it's way beyond the rabbit hole.
0: <laughs> oh God, I know. It's like jumping off a cliff into yeah. a crystal <laughs> shop, basically. <laughs> That's incredible. Okay, so I want to move back to like, when you said you started studying Buddhism, Did are your parents Buddhists? Like, how did you know about that?
1: yeah so my parents are buddhists but they're not really active practitioners like they practice buddhism out of i would say kind of like routine um, because it's like passed on from their parents, but I was never really taught Buddhist principles. I was never really taught to understand what Buddhism actually meant beyond going to the temple on certain days of the month. Um, So yeah, that was kind of like my little entryway in because uh, we had like a Buddha at home and things like that. And so it just kind of made sense to tap into that. Um, And I really liked it because I like how Buddhism is very open. Um, It's never about you needing to follow specific rules, but all about you experiencing things for yourself and finding what works for you. Uh, yeah. So that's how I got started in that.
0: Yeah. That's so interesting. I love to hear how people kind of find their way to it because we all get to the spiritual journey mm-hmm. in so many different ways. So I think that's so fascinating. I love hearing like where people come from and their families. Cause I do think that is such an influence. Whether people are raised like Christian, Catholic, Buddhist, I just think it's so Fascinating. And what made you like decide to get a bunch of Gabby books? Like, how you just heard about her online? Like, where did that come from?
1: Yeah. So that actually came from my initial obsession with Lulu Lemon. So, oh, okay. Where <laughs> Lulu Lemon is like the bread in Vancouver. Yes. And so when I got started in like a yoga practice when I was 14, 15, I was obsessed with Lululemon. So I would watch all their videos, do their goal setting worksheets. And Gabby back then was an ambassador for Lululemon. So I didn't know too much about spirituality, um, but I knew that she seemed like a really cool lady with a lot of awesome insights. Um, And so that's Mm -hmm. how I heard about her and it's actually really funny like I tell people the story and people like laugh about this but I got my first Gabby Bernstein book probably when I was 16 I want to say and it was actually Spirit Junkie so I bought that book and then I went back to the bookstore two days later and I returned it. <laughs> the person asked me, they're like, uh, What's the reason for return? I was like, I didn't like it. It's weird. It talks about spirits.
0: <laughs> ah, oh my God. And you're like, Here we are now. <laughs> I'm like, Oh
1: my God. Like, Who would have guessed? And look where we are at right now.
0: <laughs> That's actually incredible. I didn't know that about Gabby. Is she from Canada?
1: No, she's not. She's from New York, I believe. Uh, Yeah, I guess because Lululemon is just such a big brand that they had her as the global ambassador, which was really cool. Mm, Shout out to Lululemon.
0: I love Lululemon. (laughs) And it's such a Vancouver thing, so I'm not surprised at all. (laughs) Like, after spending like a month in Vancouver this summer, I came home and I was like, I just want to wear Lululemon leggings every day. I'm like, oh Uh, God. (laughs) I (laughs) eat sushi. Yes. (laughs) That is so funny. Okay. So you went through this rabbit hole. Here we are now. And now you have all of these certifications. You do all these things. What do you feel like has helped you the most in your manifestation journey?
1: Ooh, helped me the most. Like, I think it's a bit hard to pinpoint like a specific thing. I really believe in like mixing modalities. That's something that I'm really passionate about. Um, And so with the NLP, that really helped me bring so much awareness to my belief systems, which I think honestly might be like one of the biggest things when it comes to manifestation. Uh, Because before NLP, I was not aware of the beliefs that I was running off of. And so, you know, I would try to like manifest things and sometimes it would work. But uh, especially when it came to relationships, this was actually an area that I struggled with so much I was like okay like why are no good guys coming around and <laughs> when I learned NLP and I learned like you know how the subconscious mind works the power of belief and how like what we believe in is what we create that completely changed my world um, especially within relationships I started looking at what are the beliefs that I hold about you know having a relationship or dating someone and I realized that I had this very strong belief that all guys are assholes <laughs>
0: Well, we have the whole saying everywhere in the world that men are trash, so
1: not surprised. (laughs) So as you can imagine, if I'm trying to get a boyfriend and I'm like, oh yeah, all men are assholes, it doesn't really serve me. So that was like really cool. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So that was really cool for me to realize um, essentially like what are the limiting beliefs that I have in every area of my life, whether it's relationships, whether it's career and business and especially about myself. I think when I started to look at what do I believe to be true about myself, that really changed things for me. Because in the past, I believed that it was hard to trust myself. I believed that it was hard to trust in anything, really. And those were kind of like um, the little areas of indication for me to work to work on and to really kind of take myself out of that type of mindset. And so I guess NLP was really helpful in helping me gain that awareness and also with NLP techniques to shift a lot of those beliefs. But that's also where I think the spiritual practice comes in as well to kind of like, complement the NLP. So through meditation, through learning uh, forgiveness, studying a course in miracles and things like that, like things just kind of meshed really well together for me to understand my beliefs, to heal beliefs that don't serve me, and therefore really allow me to have this active awareness to continuously shift thoughts and beliefs that don't serve me to maintain a high energetic vibration to manifest the things that I want.
0: I mm-hmm. love that. And I agree. It's totally a mesh of like a million things because I find that when I'm like changing up my daily practice and I'm including lots of different types of things, like we were saying with like your morning routine, like mm-hmm. do a, little bit of this, a little bit of that. When I have the perfect blend of like a bunch of different things, I feel like everything comes to me so much easier. Do you find the same?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's just like these modalities complement each other so well. Yeah. It's like sometimes like, it's like, one, one modality may explain something that you don't really get, but then you can get it from a different modality and still get the same effect. So I absolutely love doing that.
0: Mm, I totally agree with that. And even like some of the modalities are just like, experiences in your everyday life too. It might not even like have a name. You might just like get a download while you're doing something. Cause I know a big thing for me is like travel is almost a modality for myself. Like yeah. I learned so much. I manifest so much through that. And I did, I did a breathwork session a couple months ago and I got these crazy downloads and hallucinations that did not make any sense. And it didn't like all come full circle until I was in Bali and got a random download while I was driving back to Changgu. And it's just like everything falls together. so So perfectly, and it's just the craziest experience.
1: Yeah, I love that so much. And yeah, that's where breath work is so powerful. And in Kundalini, we do a lot of that. I actually had a similar experience about a month ago when I was in a Kundalini yoga class, and we were doing a lot of breathing techniques and also directing that energy that we were creating towards our crown chakra. So I definitely opened something during that class. And afterwards when I was going home, like I had to pull up my phone and just type out a bunch of stuff that definitely was not from me, but was a total divine download that came through. Mm,
0: That's so good. Okay. Let's talk about Kundalini. What is Kundalini? You want to break it down for the listeners and kind of break down how that actually helps us manifest or even get those downloads.
1: Yeah, for sure. So Kundalini yoga Whew, it's like such a big thing. First, of all, I know. <laughs> in my opinion, it's one of the most magical forms of yoga. Because beyond just yoga, it's a technology. It's a technology of human consciousness. And it is really the yoga of awareness. So Kundalini yoga goes beyond just like the physical postures, but it's really a science that works across your seven chakras and also your eighth chakra, which is also known as your aura. So what it does is that it uses a combination of asanas, so the postures, breath, breath, uh, mudra, which is different hand positions, um, meditation, um, mantra, so chanting, um, and repetitive movements to really align your chakras, to balance your energy, and most importantly, to connect you back to your truth, to your satnam, as we call it. Have you heard of that before? Yeah. Yeah, so satnam means truth is my identity. So it's all about the idea in Kundalini is that we are already that divine light being, that being of truth that we wanna become. And so Kundalini Yoga isn't about adding more to your plate, isn't about like you needing to have more, but it's really about expanding your consciousness and your mind and your awareness to peel back the layers that don't serve you to reprogram your subconscious it is technically a lot of subconscious reprogramming work so that you can come back to your truth and come back to who you really are which is infinity um so i just love it so much because it's such a powerful practice that gives you a taste of the potential that you have in this world and it's really this beautiful union between the individual and the greater consciousness um, and the infinite cosmic realm so that's basically what kundalini is in a nutshell it's a technology it's about awareness it's about expanding human consciousness and it's about bringing you home to your true self Um, and overall like kundalini yoga is a very intense Physical practice. So a lot of times, people might think that it's just like a bunch of people wearing white and chanting and like doing weird things. <laughs> <The> <laughs> white <laughs> <laughs> I've also like had friends ask me, Kundalini is it a type of pasta like linguine or fettuccine? Oh my I'm god, like- <laughs> no way! <laughs> That's awesome. that was
0: a joke. <laughs> yep, I'm certified in pasta, you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> but ultimately what Kundalini really does too is that it prepares your body for the tough times. It pre- it prepares your body to keep up with the pressing times that we're in, right? We are in an area, we are in an age called the Aquarian Age, which is all about a lot of information. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of big worldly events, and so how can we keep up in a world like this? Is that we need physical resilience, we need mental resilience, and we need spiritual connection. So that's what Kundalini gives us: is that through the practice of doing the kriyas, which are sometimes extremely intense. Like the other day, I did about like fifteen minutes of leg lifts as part of a kriya. Yeah, my abs were on fire the next day. Um, but we often say that, like, the navel point is basically your point of projection. So that's why it's really important for us to build up our navel point and to build up strength in that area to be able to project our energy. Um, so yeah, like, I, there's like so many different elements, but hopefully, I gave like a good overview of what it is. So essentially, it is a very magical, deeply connective practice um, involving your body, your mind, and your soul to bring you back to your truth.
0: Mm, Yeah, you did a great job explaining. And I love that. And it's actually something that I've been focusing on with manifestation the last couple months is not thinking like, okay, who, like my next level self, like, Who would she be? It's like, oh, that's already who I am and not creating it as like this thing I have to uh, like obtain. It's this thing that I already am. And then the process is peeling back the layers to, you know, get back to that. So I think that's so perfect. And Kundalini is a great way to do it. And I love that you said it's for building resilience in our body because I've done this Kundalini mantra (laughs) and it was like, you sit, you're like sitting, repeating the mantra and I don't remember what it was, but you're twirling your pointer fingers for like 15 minutes and like I swear to god my hands were so sore every day and I felt Uh so dumb doing it but I was like because I feel stupid doing it I need to keep doing it you know what I mean and so it really does build that resiliency it builds like just the pure like discipline that we really need and to like hold the faith that like okay this is doing something it's changing things even if I don't see it yet
1: Yeah, exactly. We talk a lot about commitment in Kundalini and how it's like the most important thing. Like it's one of like the main steps to happiness is that you need to Um. have commitment. You need to have commitment to yourself. That's like number one. If you don't show up for yourself, if you don't do what sometimes may be a bit challenging, but it's good for you, then it's really going to be difficult for you to actually have a fulfilling life.
0: Oh, I totally agree. It's like, if you can't commit to sticking to a daily practice, then how is the universe going to be able to commit to bringing you all these things? Because if you can't commit to you, how are you going to commit to the things you actually want? And so then it becomes like this fucked up cycle of nobody actually getting what they want because they won't even commit to themselves. So I love Mm -hmm. that. And I assume, is that why all of the Kriyas are like 40 days long?
1: Yeah, exactly, and also with the 40 day long, what it does is that it just really helps you clear out old patterns and imprint the new pattern that whatever Kriya you're doing is trying to bring for you. So whether it's to strengthen up your immune system, whether it's to strengthen your aura, um, and we should totally talk about the aura because that is very important for manifestation, um, or whether it's manifesting prosperity with the HUD mantra, all of these uh, within 40 days, yes, is to build up commitment to make sure that you're showing up, but also just to like clear out any old subconscious programmings and to install this new program of what it is that the Kriya is trying to bring to you. Mm.
0: Okay. And I'm interested by the aura. So the aura is an eighth chakra. I didn't know
1: this. Yeah. So the aura is known as the eighth chakra. And basically, the way that it is perceived is like is like this radiating light that surrounds you. And your aura, how I like to think about it, is almost like your little magnetic field, right? It's like the magnet part of you. So when your aura is strong and it's well balanced, you are literally able to command anything that you want in your life. So you're like a magnet. It's literally like how we say a manifestation, like magnetizing the things that you desire or becoming a magnet for your desires. That's exactly what the aura does for you. And so when your aura is strong, you have like a strong mental vibration your aura is able to protect you from all negativity. So it's kind of like a shield. It's like a shield and a magnet at the same time. So when your aura is strong, it will block against any form of negativity, whether it's like negative energy from other people, negative circumstances. Um, And you are also in full awareness and control of your emotions. So you are really kind of like, in this place of equanimity, where you're able to look at things objectively, you are able to not identify with your emotions, but simply to observe them. And as you can tell, when you are in the state, obviously, your energetic vibration is also much higher. And therefore, you can attract things easier. And at the same time, when your aura is strong, it's literally like that magnet, and you project your radiance outward right? People can't resist your radiance when your aura is strong. And so the things that you want, those opportunities or people, they become naturally attracted to you. Because in Kundalini, we always talk about being the light, right? And so when your aura is strong, you are literally like a lighthouse. You are like this light pole. And just like how flies are attracted to the light, that's exactly how everything that you desire becomes attracted to you. And then on the flip side of things, if you are not taking care of your aura, if your aura is out of balance, um, what happens is that that light shield doesn't work for you, right? So you also become more susceptible to negativity, to not so great uh, circumstances, um, to being highly identified with your ego and your emotions, which also then brings down your energetic vibration, makes it hard for you to manifest. And at the same time, you, you don't really hold any power in your projection. And so it's also harder for you to manifest the things that you want because you don't really have the energetic capacity to call it in and to hold on to it. So that's why in Kundalini we talk so much about the aura and we have Kriyas for balancing your aura, for strengthening your aura, uh, because it's really like that shield around us and also that magnet that pulls in everything that we want.
0: That makes so much sense. And so, with the aura, do you think people need to focus on like strengthening it or clearing out what's like fucking up their aura?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's definitely like a balance of the two, right? Okay. Um, It's kind of like working out Uh, for someone who wants to have a fit body. It's not just about going to the gym every single day. Right. Mm -hmm. If they're still not eating healthy, if they still have negative beliefs about themselves, just by going to the gym every single day, first of all, they probably will keep up with it. And second of all, they're still not going to see the results that they want. So I think it's like the same kind of way is that it's really about um, taking care of the clearing first. I always believe in like, you know, if you don't have a strong foundation to start off with, it's hard to strengthen that. Um, so definitely, you know, looking at, you know, where are you still holding on to negative emotions? Where are you still, still holding on to resentment? Um, where are you belittling yourself? Actually having that active awareness. I think awareness is like the big word in Kundalini and just like in spirituality overall, like having awareness as to where you are right now in your vibration, in your aura, really facing those problems head on instead of trying to run away from it and, you know, letting go of things that don't serve you first is going to be really helpful before you work on strengthening your aura.
0: Mm, Okay. And if people like, okay, so this is the thing. And With NLP, I know with reprogramming subconscious beliefs, I've done like a time technique session with my best friend, Brooke, and she is like, okay, you just need to say the first things that come to your mind. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of times like our, you know, our conscious mind is trying to like control everything. So if people, if their aura is like fucked up, if they're not manifesting things, how can they get into those subconscious beliefs, like beyond what is like the conscious mind's telling them?
1: Yeah, so I think that's exactly it's exactly what you said. It's very helpful. That's why like, you know, people, yes, can figure out all the self-development, the spiritual stuff on their own, but that's where it's really powerful to have a coach, to have a mentor, Mm -hmm. or or to just have a friend who can ask you those questions. Um, it really is about the first impression. So something that I often ask my clients or I just like, you know, when I am talking to friends, helping them out, whenever I see them getting stuck. I will ask them, okay, what's your first impression of like, whatever it is. Or like, for example, it's like somebody saying that, okay, like, I feel like I'm having this fear of something, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, first impression, why is this here? right? So when you say first impression, it immediately bypasses your conscious mind to go straight to your subconscious mind. Another really powerful technique is to get people into kind of like this um, this zone of tapping into their subconscious first. So what I would do, um, especially in time techniques, I was actually just doing this with a client the other day and I could tell that she was very much in her conscious mind. Um, So I had her just open her eyes and I started asking her these questions like, okay, pick a number from one to 10. She's like seven. I'm like, okay, pick a number from 20 to 60. She's like 56 or whatever. So you start to get people tapped into like giving you like automatic quick responses because that Mm -hmm. is essentially tapping into subconscious um, knowledge and information instead of conscious, right? So once you like get people to essentially rapid fire answer questions, you can also do this by asking them questions that they know very well, like where are you from? Where were you born? How many siblings do you have? Um, And then you would interject with the actual question that you want to be asking. Does that make sense?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. So it just gets them in kind of like that daze where they don't have to think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So you kind of get them into almost like a light trance, if you will, because you're like bypassing Mm. the conscious mind.
0: Yeah. And so then from there you would ask like, what's your first impression of X, Y, and Z?
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Is this something that people could do for themselves, like in their journal practice? What would you recommend if they're like alone and don't have a coach yet?
1: Yeah. So that's totally something that you can do for yourself. It's like the same idea. It's like, okay, uh, pick a number from, you know, 10 to 50, 1 to 100, and just like get them to tap into their intuition. Um, or, or it could even be like pick a fruit or... I don't know, like pick your, pick a city or pick a country or whatever. Just the first thing that comes to mind. Um, so yeah, like they could totally ask themselves just like a bunch of questions um where they don't have to think too much about right because the idea is to like just get the subconscious mind primed to answer questions um and to not give those questions too much thought and then you put in the big question <laughs> it's like a little trick
0: <laughs> yeah exactly so then they dive into their first impression they journal through that they clear it and then they want to strengthen their aura so then what would they do would they pick like a kundalini kriya to do or what would you recommend yeah
1: yeah so definitely kundalini kriyas would be amazing there's actually one kundalini kriya that i absolutely love it's called strengthening the aura um mm-hmm. i have a youtube video for that so i can share the link with oh, you, perfect. And maybe you put it in the show notes but this kundalini kriya is absolutely amazing First of all, it's super short to do. It's about nine minutes. There are three postures that you do for three minutes each. So this is Mm -hmm. super accessible for everyone. Like there's no excuse not to do it because sometimes there are some kriyas that take like half an hour or an hour and it might be harder, but this one literally takes you less than 10 minutes. Um, And the way that this works is that it's three postures. So the first posture is essentially you're in a downward facing dog. Um, You lift one leg up. Um, and so for the first minute and a half, you have one leg up and you're doing push-ups. So you're oh. bending at your Oh my
0: arm. God. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Getting into it.
1: <laughs> getting into it. Getting straight into that physical resilience. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit intense, honestly, like with Kundalini, like my arms have gotten so strong. Like I have friends asking me like, how are your arms so strong? You don't even work out. You don't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> haha! <laughs> that's like the answer for everything so yeah like in this kriya so you do that you do like the one leg up and you do the push-up for a minute and a half on like the left side first for example and then you switch on over to the right side for the other minute and a half um and then the second exercise essentially you kind of like curl your arms and you um kind of you wrap your hands in a fist And then as you inhale, you would raise your arms up to 60 degrees. And as you exhale, you would lower them down. So once again, it's all about syncing the breath with the movement, because that allows you to bring in the prana, bring in the life force energy and circulate that within your body. So you do that for another three minutes. And then for the last exercise it's actually really fun. You basically just sit there, you open your arms out wide, um, as if you're kind of like about to give someone a hug, and then you bring your hands like your palms close together, but you don't touch. So it's almost like you want, to giant clap but you don't actually clap Um, so as you inhale you would be like opening your arms out and as you exhale you'll be bringing your hands together Um, so same idea once again you're sinking your breath to the movement Um, and what what this does is that it helps to circulate the energy it helps to build and strengthen up your aura and at the same time it also strengthens out your arms. so it's like a win-win scenario
0: Yeah. And I could see how that works too, because you're, when you're bringing in your arms, you're bringing it almost right in front of your solar plexus. I would assume that's just pumping straight into your like manifestation powers essentially.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's super powerful.
0: Such a good one. Yeah. We'll link that video for everybody. Who's like, what the hell did you just describe? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll have that linked in the show notes for you guys. I love that. So many good practices. Um, okay. What are some other like fun Kundalini practices that you love to do?
1: Oh yes. I am obsessed with the breath of fire. It's like my favorite. Have you tried that before?
0: No, I haven't, but everybody talks about it.
1: Yeah. So the breath of fire is literally like the most magical thing available to us that not a lot of people know about. So essentially how it works, it's a rhythmic breathing technique where you're breathing equal amounts in and out through your nose. And at the same time, you're pumping your belly. So when you inhale, your belly expands, and when you exhale, your belly kind of contracts and goes in. So you can imagine it's almost like this kind of like up and down movement in your belly. Um, And so when you are doing this breath, what happens is like many magical things. First of all, as you are breathing in this way, you are taking in a lot of oxygen that goes straight to your brain for more focus and also helps you neutralize your state of mind. So if you are ever feeling nervous or stressed out or confused or just blocked, immediately bringing oxygen to your brain in this way will clear everything up. Um, It's kind of called like a emotional blockbuster essentially with the breath of fire, because it's so powerful. Um, And overall, because as you are breathing in this way, it's really working your navel point as well. So you're strengthening up your navel point. It also strengthens up your nervous system to resist stress, expands your lung capacity because you are practicing deep breathing. So the important thing when you're doing the breath of fire is that you're breathing directly into your stomach. So you're not breathing at the chest level because when you do that, you're basically hyperventilating and you're going to feel like passing out, <laughs> which is not good. <laughs> no, that's not what we want to do. <laughs> no. So it really it gets you practicing how to breathe with power. Um, and yeah, like it's a super cool breath that you could do like just wherever and whenever. Like, Whenever I get like, just like sometimes like, you know, how you can fall into these like weird funks of just like, I'm not even sure what's bothering me, but I'm not feeling really great. I would do it fire. I do it every single morning. Um, And yeah, it just like gives you such a great boost uh, to start off your day. And it also has just like so many health benefits that it's like, you need to do this. Like It boosts your immune system and it just boosts like all of your other body systems. Mm Mm-hmm. That's
0: crazy. It's crazy how Kundalini like literally affects your health. Like that blows my mind. That's incredible. Like you're getting the spiritual side of it. You're getting the magic, you're getting that, you know, like the life force energy flow, but you're also getting like the physical benefits from it as well. That's just absolutely mind blowing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's why I love it so much. It's like, it's such a holistic practice that thinks about all aspects of who you are and it also doesn't just work the physical body right it works all all 10 bodies that you have it works Uh your energetic bodies it works your astral body you know it's really about going beyond just like the surface to the infinite being that you are
0: Mm, i love that so good and then i feel like nlp is more of the like i don't know more of the practical brainy side so what is like your favorite (laughs) nlp practices to do on the daily
1: yeah so with nlp i always like to say like like you mentioned it's like the practical science explanation and like perspective Um, of spirituality, because essentially they're all saying the same things, right? NLP is always saying like, focus on what you want, um, otherwise you're not going to get it because, you know, you get what you focus on. And that's the same thing that we talk about in manifestation. So within NLP, what I really love to do is to use it in my visualization. So in NLP, so essentially what NLP is, I guess I can give like a quick little background of it for anyone who might not be familiar with it. So essentially, it's a methodology of understanding how to better communicate with, um, to understand and to influence your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind is like the powerhouse. Your subconscious mind controls like 99.996% of everything that you're doing on a daily basis. Um, and so it's really important that you understand how do you actually work with your subconscious in a way that is going to serve you in getting the things that you desire. And your subconscious mind is also constantly listening to everything that you are thinking and the things that you are saying. So a lot of times people tend to think that language describes the world that we see. But the perspective in NLP is that language and language in the form of sensory information as well describes the world that we create, right? So it doesn't just like It doesn't just like look at, okay, what is there and therefore let me explain it. But it's like what you think of, what you say out loud, your language creates your desired reality. And so one of my favorite NLP practices is to get very vivid in my senses when it comes to visualization as to what it is that I desire. Because a lot of times we can say like, for example, I want, I don't know, like a million dollars in the bank and that's like the goal, but we don't actually know what does that look like? What do we see? What do we hear? What do we feel? What do we smell and what do we taste? when that happens, right? Because your subconscious mind operates predominantly on sensory information. So what's really powerful in NLP and how this kind of blends in with manifestation is that when you have a goal that you want to manifest, actually get in your senses and experience it right now. So instead of just like writing it down and being like, okay, like, I'm not even sure really why I want this or what it would look like when I have it, but this is what I want. Actually take that thing and ask yourself, okay, when I have a million dollars in the bank, what am I going to see? So for example, I'm going to see like the bank balance. I'm going to see like all the happy clients who are benefiting from my work. I'm going to see myself like going on vacation. And then it's like, okay, what are you going to hear? I am going to hear, um, you know, my family saying that they're really proud of me. I'm going to hear myself laughing. Um, and then what do you feel? It's like, I feel grateful. I feel empowered. I feel accomplished, etc. And so you can bring these feelings and you can bring these senses into your mind right now. And that's like the beauty of it is to realize that, we can experience anything that we want at any point in our mind. And so what I love to do is just like to close my eyes, visualize the thing that I want. And sometimes for some people, visualization doesn't really work because they're not really a visual person. So it's about practicing then perhaps it's the hearing, right? If you're more an auditory person, it's about really getting clear on, you know, hearing the things that you would hear once you get to your desired manifestation. Um, Or if you are more a kinesthetic person, AKA you are more into the feelings, then you can practice this feeling, for example, the gratitude, the sense of accomplishment. And the easiest way to feel that is often just bringing back old memories where you have already experienced that feeling. Um, so yeah, that's one of like my favorite practices um, in NLP is just to like really drop back into my senses, into my body. Um, also because your subconscious mind can't really tell the difference between imagination and reality. So the more that you can condition your subconscious to experience these things right now in the present, it's like, okay, this is the reality. So how do we actually get you those things so that that does become your physical reality?
0: Mm, I love that. And I always feel like when I can drop into that kind of visualization, that kind of meditation where I really feel like all of the senses, like I just know for me, the first thing I think of is like, it's done in the quantum. So it, you know, it's bound to come. That's always my thing. It's done in the quantum. It's done in the quantum. And when you can really feel into that, you are more sure of that and you can trust that. So I love that so much. It's like such an easy and practical thing. And I love that you brought up not everybody's visual. So just pick what, which of the senses work best for you, take it and run with it.
1: Exactly. Mm,
0: so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. You've shared so many good rituals <laughs> and practices, but the last question I ask every single person is what's your number one tip for manifestation?
1: Ooh, my number one tip for manifestation. My number one tip I would say is embody the you who already has everything that you want right now. Um, right this is like, this has completely shifted the way that I approach manifestation. And because in the past I was so focused on like, okay, what do I want? Which is important to know. Uh, but really it's about like, okay, how can I embody energetically? Like not just like, not just take action like that person, which is important, but really energetically, what is the essence of that person who has all the things that I desire? And how can I step into that energetic essence today. Um, I also have this thing against like saying act as if because for me personally, I feel like acting means like there's some degree of pretending like you don't actually think that it's happening right now. So I like to call it embody as is. Uh, So yeah, that's my biggest piece of advice.
0: Mm, I love that such an important one and a reminder that everybody needs to hear a million times over so yeah I'm really glad <laughs>
1: including myself which is why I said it
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah me too I mean all of us all the time <laughs> we teach the things that we need to learn so it's fine <laughs> I love it Ella thank you so much for sharing all these practices everybody's gonna get super kundalini crazy after this for Yay, sure I'm happy <laughs> that's Bye.
1: my life goal spread kundalini spread the light,
0: <laughs> oh my god, amazing! Where can we hang out with you online? Everybody needs to w- follow or subscribe to your YouTube channel, so just tell us all the things.
1: Yeah, so you can totally come hang out with me on Instagram, I'm very active on Instagram, so that's at PSMella. uh Find me on YouTube, so that's I believe YouTube/slash C for channel/slash psmella as well. Uh, You can also come join my Facebook group, which is the Badass Lightworker Tribe. And in this Facebook group, we chat all about spirituality, manifestation, mindset, and aligned business. So it's a lot of fun. It's a very high vibe space. And yeah, those are the main places that you can come hang out and have some fun with me.
0: Beautiful. We'll have it all linked up below. We'll also have linked up that video that you mentioned with the um, nine minute practice. So Rudy, can check it out. Thank you so much. It was so fun chatting.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. Talk soon. Talk soon. Bye. Thanks for diving in and getting your daily dose of personal development with the Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation podcast. If you loved this episode, leave a rate and review on iTunes. For notes, details, and more information, check out MichaelaJ.com. See you next week.